Hi, and welcome to episode 54 of the Studio Insider Art Podcast. In today's episode, I'm having a studio chat with Steph and Laura about the power of saying no. In the early stages of developing any business, it's pretty common to say yes to a lot of different opportunities while you're figuring things out. But as I've learned recently, there comes a time when it's appropriate to zone in my focus on certain aspects of my art business and start saying no to some of the opportunities that have come my way that are pretty awesome. Saying no has been a learned skill for me. I've always struggled and still do struggle with saying no. In this episode, I talk with Steph and Laura about how sometimes I need to say yes before I say no. We talk about how to identify when an opportunity is wrong for us and how to navigate pulling out of an opportunity through heartfelt communication. We cover how saying no to an opportunity can propel you forward and create freedom and flow in other areas of your art practice. I really hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, this is Susan Nethercote and welcome to the Studio Insider Art Podcast. In these episodes, I throw open the doors to my art studio practice and how I run my business as a professional artist. Whether it be candid insider chats with my studio assistants Laura and Steph, or interviews with other creatives, or answering listener questions, there is something here for every emerging artist. I hope my journey can help you feel a bit more at home in your own. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast. I've got Steph and Laura with me again today, which is such a treat to have all three girls back together again. <laughs> how are you going, girls? Good. Yourself? Good. Sorry, I should have said That's good. How are you going, Laura? <laughs> <laughs> I'm well. Hey. So the people can't see I'm... my eyes. You good? Yeah, good. Thank good. you. How about you, Steph? Yeah, I'm really well. And um, I'd really like to talk about in this podcast something you alluded to a couple of episodes ago, which is about the future for the coming year of you and your art business and why you've made some of those decisions. Aha, uh-huh. yes. All the things I've said no to in order yeah. to say yes to other things. Yes, I think that's a great thing to talk about today. Because saying no, obviously, saying no to an opportunity comes to a place of privilege. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I've discovered saying no to something is the thing that can propel us towards what's really meant to be or what's much more powerful. Absolutely. So I might just rewind it a little bit for anyone that wasn't listening to that episode a couple ago where I just at the very end was talking about um, a decision I've made for moving forward into 2021 uh, to really basically say no to all in-person teaching opportunities for a year so I can focus in on more of my online things that I do, such as this podcast and classes and yeah and I was also talking about how I'd just done a huge big clean out of my shed so I was very much in this whole body whole spirit process of letting go of the old and getting really clear on what was new that I wanted to bring into my life so just wanted to just reframe that up for anyone that hadn't caught that bit of the episode But yes, I was talking about in that conversation about how I had been offered a couple of really great opportunities through 2020 
One was um, a beautiful workshop at a local hotel and another was a retreat opportunity in a beautiful location in Australia. And both opportunities I actually said yes to initially but then realised they weren't right for me and had to pull out of them. And I just thought it might be helpful to walk a little bit through that process for me because um, I'm sure I'm not the only person who knows they actually should have said no only after they said yes. <laughs> I Does think, anyone else have this yeah. experience? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Mm. Yeah. And I, I really – a lot, especially to women. Like we feel a, yes. a sense of obligation sometimes and saying no can be hard. I do too. So I kind of wanted to walk through that moment a little bit and kind of really examine the, the process of – saying yes and then having to say no and what's actually going on there because I think it could actually be very helpful for other people. Mm. So I know that when I have amazing opportunities come to me, such as those two opportunities and people actually seek me out and ask me to do those things, that I'm initially just so honoured that they asked me to participate and, you know, they have amazing businesses of their own and I'm so want to be involved with these things that I just go, that will be wonderful. I say yes. And then what happens is the process of actually getting into the nitty gritty of what that's going to take for me to do that. And when it's an opportunity that I should have said no to in the first place, I kind of start to feel really yicky pretty quickly. I don't know. Can you relate to that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I, that's my first indication that I've said yes to something that really I should have said no to. So when you say pretty yicky, what does that look like for you? So the way that looks like for me, I often just start getting cranky. I actually <laughs> really noticed with this last one that just happened. Um, because when you say yes to an opportunity that's say, for, an ex- for example, an event that you're collaborating with another person on, then pretty much as soon as you say yes – then comes the process of planning it and putting together the actual program that you're going to run and all of the things that come along with that in terms of art supplies and, you know, all of your communication, website page, all of the things. So it's actually an enormous amount of work. So the first clue that happens for me is suddenly just feeling very burdened by a job that I really don't want to do. Mm. Now, if it's an opportunity that I really do want to do, it doesn't feel like such a burden. It actually feels like a joy to do it. But, And that's how I generally feel in my day-to-day. Like I've kind of very carefully crafted a life for myself where I feel in love with my day-to-day processes because that's what it's all about, right? Right. So um, so when I start, I, I, I start a process like that and then I realise what I've done and that I'm actually – I think what I'm actually slowly realizing over time is that I'm not I'm not really a person that loves putting on in-person events, um, particularly short ones. I think retreats are a different thing when you're running them yourself, but um, the work that comes along with it is huge and it takes a lot of my energy because I'm a very introverted person. So doing those in-person interactions can be very energy draining for me. Yeah. So, yeah, so in that first moment of feeling yicky, it's it's just like I just feel burdened and I just feel um, like my time just got taken away from me for the things that I really love. And that's the moment that makes me go, it makes me realise the truth of that statement that when you say yes to something, you say no to something else. 
Mm. And what happens when I say yes to those things is I actually lose art making time because I have so Mm -hmm. little of that in my day when my general day-to-day admin is done that if I'm then adding the admin of an event to uh, my day, I've just lost the small pocket of time that I have on a daily basis to paint. Yeah. And I get cranky. But do you think, Susan, it's just something that you've learnt over time because you've done Absolutely. the workshops? And that's the trick, isn't it, to know the difference between saying no because you're scared of it mm-hmm. and saying no because it's not the right energy match for who you are to be in the world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That is such a great point to pick up. Yeah, because I know that I've learned along the way from doing things. I'm like, well, that's just not my worth my energy <laughs> anymore. Yeah, totally, mm. totally. Uh, and and the thing that I guess has become really obvious to me over the whole period with COVID is, you know, with having the children home so much and the family together so much and having really having to condense a lot of work into small spaces of time where I'm not dealing with whatever with the kids and the family and just that now there's no after-school activities and all of the things, it's how precious my time is. Like there's very little of it in the day and so I've got to give it to the things that mean the most to me and that and that feel like are going to really feed me in every way. And I feel like, as you say, I've had enough experience now to be able to identify which are the things that are giving me the most. And so the right things for you for 2021, what what are you wanting to invest your time in? Like what? I want to invest my time in creating online classes mm. because I enjoyed that process that so much. It was a really great process for me and I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. And it is hard, but I enjoy it and it fed me and it made me feel full of energy. And uh, and this podcast as well is the other thing that I want to keep putting energy into because I just love it mm-hmm. and my art. Mm. And those three things, that's actually a lot. Mm-hmm. But I have in previous years been trying to do all of those things and retreats overseas and workshops in my studio and whatever else I thought might be a good idea that I could find the time for. And I did find the time to do them, but it, it was totally exhausting and created a life that was not very fun at times. Do you think um, this period of COVID helped you gain clarity on like what you want your life to be like by design and what your lifestyle is and how that art business feeds into all of that? Uh, 100% it did because when I, with this recent opportunity that I had to do a retreat, for example, I, I said yes and I was on the road to doing it. And yes, I did have those early signs of the feelings, but the thing that actually made me go, I can't actually in good conscience sign up for this thing because uh, that week my children got a tiny little sniffle at school mm. and then it was straight off to have a COVID test and home for three days. And I got a real practical taste of what mm. 2021 is likely to look like. And yep. to frame that, we're living in a situation where our state borders are closed. That's right. And this so travel, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, was in a different state and you just don't know. We can't predict the future. We can't predict the future. So it was, um, it's, it's affected me so much. And it's also the other thing, because that was the other thing, I made the e-courses during COVID too, and that was actually an excellent time to just focus on one thing and, and get one thing out there in the world. And it was... 
it was really, it was such a positive experience creating that, uh, that it made me realize how much more I enjoy that and how much longer that lives on it is a value to more people than having five people come to my studio and work as well. Like yeah. it just feels like, um, a better investment of my time and, my energy and I want to harness that and give that to people and not be spreading myself so thin that I can't make really excellent beautiful online courses that can yeah. be available to everyone all over the world yeah so the decision is not just feeding you, yourself and your own needs it's actually feeding your community because you can give that to so many more people 100%. and have more more to give not be drained and have to retreat again absolutely and, and, I, and this is why I bring it back to that whole moment of observing when you say yes to something and you really meant no. Because <laughs> there's such palpable shifts in your energy when you say yes to something that you really don't in your heart of hearts want to do for whatever reason. Like we get very clear energy cues on that. And that moment that I had where I... Um, you know, I was going through that whole process of making that decision about that retreat that I was going to do. Once I actually let it go and went, well, that's not happening. That's I was actually super relieved. Yeah. And I realized mm. that the right decision in the first place was not to do that because where my energy wants to be right now, where in my heart of hearts I feel most excited about being is – in this sort of space, Mm. you know, the podcast. And I feel like the teaching is such a outgrowth from the podcast because it's, it's the kinds of things I've developed through the process of these conversations and the, the real life experience we all have with our art making, such as painting as a practice, that whole premise, which is the basis for my online courses that are currently happening at the moment. It's been a very organic thing that that wanted to be fulfilled and created like um and that's a very different feeling for me than um you know just fulfilling an opportunity that's come up somewhere that doesn't feel like it comes from the core of me so it's like it's almost like it's an extension of my creativity the same creativity that generates my art generates those projects yeah and and so I felt that so clearly when I said no to that opportunity that within hours of writing the email and and that's the other thing is when you've said yes extricating yourself and saying no which we'll I think we'll get onto in a minute because that Mm. in itself is another very difficult thing to do um it was like this huge energy just rushed into my system and I wrote basically the basis for my next third chapter of painting as a practice within three hours it just flowed out of me immediately it was like it was just waiting for me to say no to the thing that was blocking the energy for that to come through me yeah and once I did that I was able to just just let it come out Mm. Mm -hmm. and I love that feeling because that's creative flow Mm. that's what I'm in this job for yeah yeah and um so I and I just wanted to talk about that on the podcast as well because it's these internal cues and processes that can keep us on the path of, of creating things we truly love or actually just keep us bogged down into things we think we're meant to do in mm. our art businesses, yeah. right? Can I raise a question about not just the things we think you're meant to do, sometimes there are things that you think you want 
Yes. Okay. And yeah. Laura has a great example of this. She's been through fairly recently with commissions. Can you speak mm. to that a bit, Laura? Yeah. Um, well, after the my solo exhibition and after seeing Susan and how she has built her business around um, commissions as well as part of the income stream, um, I did think that that was something that I wanted. So I wrote it on my business cards, available for co- for commissions and I guess maybe it's part of I don't have my distinct style but I had been asked to do something that was like slightly out of my comfort zone and I remember having conversations with Susan about how she stumbled across her um, bright floral abstract style and it actually came from a request for a commission so I thought well, let's just say yes to this opportunity. Let's explore it. But it just brought up so many insecurities around myself and my ability as a a painter. And um, I felt like the style didn't really sit with me, but I completed it in the end and I feel okay about it. But I also completely undercharged for the commission and it felt it just, it didn't feel like it was right. Um, so it was a learning process. Mm. Like in that in that whole thing, I, I've learned that maybe commissions aren't part of my core income stream. And I found another great income stream to support my art business now anyways. Um, so, yeah, I think now when I come, when the opportunity arises again, I might reconsider and I might not accept commissions. I'm not sure. Like, yeah, I think it's with commissions too. It entirely depends on the person. Mm. Some people are easier to paint commissions for than others. Yeah. Mm. But that's a that's an, a perfect case in point for this whole conversation. And it's I would say it's a very similar thing for me with the workshops in my studio and retreats. It's something I feel like. I should love to do and want to have the energy to do it all the time, but it's not something that I feel like I have the energy for next year. And I do enjoy it and have enjoyed it in the past, but it's also been very energy draining Mm -hmm. because I'm an introvert. And the other thing to mention is not feeling like you should do something just because you're good at it. Because I've also been told I'm good at teaching live so I've always kind of felt like I have to do it. Yeah. Whereas I, I'm finding now it's much better to preserve my energy, for that energy that I would give to that in-person teaching to creating a really great online experience. Mm. Hi, guys. Just popping in to let you know that for the entire month of November 2020, we are celebrating not only the first birthday of the podcast, but also the sixth birthday of my art business. By giving you 20% off both my entire range of art prints and also my entire range of online classes. Just use the code BIRTHDAY20 at the checkout when you buy prints on my art website, susannethercote.com forward slash prints, and also when you buy art classes at susannethercotestudio.com forward slash online classes. Happy birthday, us! So it, it sounds like that insight is coming from experience. You've been mm. in this practice long enough 
to understand what works for you and be nimble enough to follow the flow of what feels right. But I imagine in the beginning, I mean, this, is, this comes up a lot as business advice, is to say yes to everything in the beginning. I did that. Do you think that's true? Do you think yeah. that's what we should be doing as emerging artists? I don't think you should say yes to things that you absolutely don't want to do. No. I don't think you should say yes to everything, but I do believe it's beneficial to say yes to a lot of things that you're interested in trying out to see if you like it and then go into it with the attitude of, I'm trying this out to see if I like it. Mm. Because how are you going to know otherwise? Mm. That sense of experimentation. Yeah. Being married to an outcome, but exploring it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm in that process now. Yeah, well, can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah, well, I'm actually working on a project that I applied for, um, an opportunity I applied for in January. And now we're late in the year, coming up to Christmas. So I applied for an opportunity to create some art installations in some with the windows of some businesses in Ballarat. At the time I applied to do it, I had a different business model of making tiny furniture and I submitted a proposal around that. The crunch time has come where it's time to deliver and now I'm feeling torn because energetically I just want to paint, paint, paint. However, it's very good income and it's not entirely removed from my passion. And having had a business before, one of my favorite, where it was a bricks and mortar store, one of my favorite parts of it was doing the windows, coming up with innovative, mm. exciting ideas on a budget to inspire people for the business. So it's like, yeah, it's fun, but I also feel a bit, that feeling you're talking about where, oh, great, I've got to do this now. Like, yeah. Can I not just be paid and not do it? <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. But I think that's good information for me for, for future. I think so too. And I think, you know, there are always things in our businesses that sometimes we have to follow through with just to get the pay trick through. Right. You know, like that's just a fact of life. Um, I guess where I'm coming from is having been in that space for a while now and having the privilege of choice that I can pivot in another direction and have fairly good confidence in knowing that I can generate the kind of income. Well, actually, I think I can generate better income from the avenue I'm choosing than the one that I'm saying no to. Yeah. And that's actually a factor is just weighing up the energy expenditure and the pay for that. And, and for me, I, I, it is more lucrative for me to work in a different way. Um, but, you know, that's with a that's not very helpful to someone coming at it for the first time. So I think, yeah, you do need to try it out. I mean, this opportunity, is this something that you could pull out of or do you want to pull out of it or are you going to see through it? I'm going it to through? see it through. Yeah, great. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I'm not sure it's saying I'll enjoy every moment. But and you probably wouldn't do it again. No, and do you know why? The only icky feelings I have around, like, if I were just in my studio creating this installation and then I put it into somebody else's hands and they dealt with everything else that would be great but I'm feeling the ickiness around having to liaise with people that I don't really know having to mm. deal with spaces that have other people's expectations around how they function or their needs all that other stuff mm. the collaborative elements 
I'm feeling a bit exhausted by. Yeah. I mean, chances are I'll finish, complete the project and feel bloody great about it. But it is that collaboration and that makes me think about Laura and how we've worked together in the past. Mm. Ten to almost ten years ago now, where we did like we did events, in person events. Mm. We ran markets and pop up shops and even a dance. Like, what was I thinking? That was like, <laughs> but that was a probably because you also had the synergy of working really well with each other mm. that made that possible mm. as well. And but now, we all burnt out at the end. You were, we yeah. decided that we weren't um, suited to running events yeah. <laughs> by no. the end of it. Yeah. So you learnt, you learnt through experience what's the best kind of use of your energy. And unfortunately, we tend to only learn these things through doing them. Yeah. And making mistakes and to not see those as a mistake that shouldn't have happened, but to see them as a mistake that was great to have because now you know and you're wiser about where to direct your energy and how to go about what you're doing in terms of your art and your business. Do you have any things in your own business or your own experience in your practice where you can see that you that was the mistake that you've learned from? I can tell you the biggest mistake that I've made is trying to do too many things. I actually had I, – I've I questioned many times throughout this past year, probably year and a half, if I have ADHD because um, of the periods of time when I find it incredibly hard to focus – And I have a child that has ADHD, so that kind of came as a question in my mind because I'd been through a diagnosis process for her. And I've come around to the conclusion that I don't think I do. I think it's just that I've been trying to spread myself too thin over too many really intense projects and expecting too much of myself. Because now that I'm in the process of simplifying things and focusing intensely on those things and doing them very well... Mm -hmm. I have incredible focus. Yes. So I I find that really interesting that um, I think there have been times that I've been so stressed in the last two years that it has actually impeded my executive functioning. Yeah. It's and, just been too much. Yeah, and that's not actually uncommon. Our no. society expects us to be able to multitask and go, 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 mm-hmm. but the science says our brains cannot do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Mm. Um, yeah, so, and I think I've the thing that I'm realising, I don't think they're mistakes, but I've learned a lot from doing them that I, it's not something that I want to do right now, is uh, creating events, as you've said. Like it's really, I, I enjoy them when I'm in them very much. I love connecting with people in that way. But the incredible amount of time and organisation that goes into running them and also the energetic fallout after them when I fall in a heap for a few days and I'm so exhausted, um, it just is not right for me. So that's that's where my thinking's at. And I have to be able to function. I've got two young kids and a husband and a family and, you know, I've got to be able to function. I can't just fall in a heap. Um, nor do I want to. And that's what you spoke of before about choosing what is really important to you and putting your energy there. They they come into that. They're at the top of that list. The thing that happens when we cre- when we put our energy to creating things that are a hundred percent full body yeses for us mm-hmm. is they almost create themselves. 
that's my been my experience. It's like with a body of work, I feel excited about painting. When I'm really excited about it, it honestly feels like they've painted themselves. I mean, I'm surrounded here today. We're talking. We've got probably a dozen pieces, these minimal blue works that I've been working on the last few weeks. They've created themselves. I actually, that's felt so easy to just do those in between everything else. When you follow your own energy and you do things that are 100% full body yeses, there is less labor involved. That's mm. the thing that I've discovered. Yeah. And so I'm trying more and more to focus on those kinds of things. Mm. I'm really interested in the process of how you say no. Okay. Because it, it is not easy it's, for me. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not easy for me either. And you know what? I actually, on several occasions, I have – I because I've mentioned Myra Morsi before, who's my therapist and also business coach and spiritual healer and all kinds of amazing things. Um, just this week, I, I emailed her a draft of an email before our session and said, I need you to proof this and help me to complete this, to disengage from this relationship that I've started with someone because I need to get out of it. And it's, I've probably done that. I've done that a few times this year, actually this process of learning to say no to things that I've said yes to already. <laughs> so I'm learning something from that in itself, um, which is that, you know, I apparently need to say yes before I realise what I meant was no. <laughs> so what's changing is the time frame that elapses between saying yes and realising I need to say no is getting shorter. So that's progress. And then I have to go about that very scary task of, having the conversation with the person, which in both cases um, that I've spoken of today has been via email, which is kind of easier to write a breakup email than a in-person conversation. Um, but on, honestly, I'm just very open-hearted with them. And usually there are very good reasons as to why I'm not doing it, such as the COVID situation for an interstate art retreat for 2021. I just spelled it out and said, this is what happened to my family this week. My whole work week was shot to pieces. My husband's a doctor. He doesn't have flexibility around his hours. So if the kids are sick, it's got to be me. The grandparents can no longer look after the children if I'm away because of COVID. So I can't come. Hmm. I can't do this. It just, I can't commit to you in good faith. And that was the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there's also the other piece under that that I realised, which is my heart's not really in it right now. And as much as I love that opportunity, and I'm not saying no to working with her down the track and doing this in a different year that doesn't have all these additional challenges. Um, but I'm doing so. I'm 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 being very honest and saying this is the situation, and I'm really sorry, but I'm just going to have to pull out of doing it because and I'm so I'm so sorry that you know we've gotten so far in our planning and then this has happened and I've only just realized this but I just am gonna have to say no to this right now and she was wonderful and gracious and came back and said I completely understand you know come back at me at any other time and we'll put something together um so it worked out fine and the other situation I'm thinking of I, did, I knew I know the person quite well and we have a similar understanding to each other in terms of spirituality and energy and boundaries and all of those things. So I could actually have a very honest conversation with her and say, look, I said yes to this um, 
I really wanted to be part of something with you, but it's just, it's not sitting right with me. It doesn't feel like it's in integrity with what I need to be doing right now. And because of she has that understanding, she was great about it as well. So it is possible to just be honest with people and do it in a way that's very respectful of them and the time and energy that they've put into with graciousness being so grateful for those opportunities and say, but I just can't do it at this time. Mm. And and it's never comfortable. Like I feel very nervous between that moment of pressing send on the email and waiting for them to get back to me, if they get back to me. Like I'm often, I often think they're going to hate me forever, which is not a logical thing to think. So that's how I go about it. But that's because it, it feels like you're rejecting them and you have understand how rejection feels and what your response is. That's right. I'm a sensitive, creative type, yeah, so I feel yeah. that intensely. And So my assumption is that other people do too. Yeah. But my experience is that most people completely understand when you're just very open and clear with them as to why you can't do it. And I'm thinking of an opportunity that you said no to, which you're, you've now said yes to because the timing was wrong then. Now it's perfect. And that's working with Tamara Laporte on Lifebook. So you're oh, yes. participating as one of the teachers on Lifebook mm. for 2021. Yes. But initially she approached you much earlier. She approached me the year before and I was just having a particularly hard time personally at that time. And I just, I was, because of the nature of Tamara, we've had her as a guest on the podcast. She's mm. a wonderful woman and she's, all about well-being, art, art making and well-being. And so I knew I could be totally honest with her about what I was experiencing. I just said, look, I, I really love this opportunity and I'd love to do it, but I just can't do it at this time. Can you please come back to me the year after? And she did, which was wonderful. Um, so, you know, you've got to give people credit that they actually may be more understanding than you give them credit for as well. Mm. And then there's that anxiety, I suppose, that comes up of like, oh, I've just said no to all the opportunities. What if the things I'm planning to do don't work out? Uh, yeah. But sometimes the opportunity, it's more about the timing. Yeah. And the thing that I know that I, I've, because I've been following my energy and my natural enthusiasm for a while now, and I'm trying to get better at doing that, is that when I follow those things, they generally pan out, even if I don't know exactly how. Mm. I just want to add another element to saying no, and that uh, is it, it lends an air of exclusivity. And we don't talk about that much during the art in the art world, but making yourself more exclusive actually allows you to put a higher value on what you do make available to the world. So looking at other models, perhaps say a consultant, when they say no, that means they get to charge more. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, it does, by extension. It tells the world that your time is precious and sets a line in, a line in the sand around that they should value that too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you value your own time and your the vision that you have for what you want to create so much that you will actually say no to a paying opportunity, I think that powerfully communicates to other people in a very quiet way your own self-belief and confidence in what you do. I totally know what you're talking about there. 
Mm. It's not my motivation for saying no, but yes, it's an it's a benefit, I suppose. Mm. Um, yeah, and I'm also kind of in that stage where I'm just trying to trust that because I've heard this said by so many very successful people that if you're gonna do if you're gonna succeed at something, you can't do it all. You've got to focus on. Well, people say one thing. I mean, I've got three that I've pointed out there that feel like they're doable for me. But I used to have like six, so that's pretty good. <laughs> How about you, Laura? I'm interested in your take on this because, I mean, you've spoken a bit about living with an autoimmune disease, so I imagine you've developed a very clear relationship with no. Yep. <laughs> but it's usually from just burning my candle just down to the wick. Um, yeah, so it's like when I'm at the point of like, I cannot go on, I cannot do this. Um, I sort of make those decisions. But I know like early in my art tutoring, um, I was packing up my car with screen printing materials and going off and doing mobile workshops and um, kids group workshops as well. And um, uh, after spending a lot of time and talking about that workshop fallout and, you know, having like three days of rest because you just can't function. Um, I realized that it just wasn't worth my time in doing them, but it was only from doing them that I learned that it wasn't worth my time as well. Mm. Um, and then with this whole COVID thing and, um, yeah, just realizing that online really works for me and I haven't ventured into like what you've done with recording and doing your online courses, but just, um, doing live, uh, zoom trainings has really worked well for my lifestyle and you know I've only got to put my makeup on <laughs> my face and get dressed and then I can still wear my tracksuit pants and Ugg boots and that really works for me yeah <laughs> and I can set my own time like I work within my own schedule and I allow um, rest time with uh, within the day and all of that sort of stuff so yeah I guess I guess it's just a matter of like becoming clear on what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And I think it's a lot from experience mm. and giving things a go and trying it out. Yeah, mm. definitely. How about you, Steph? Because mm. you said a very, very big no about nine months ago. Did I? Well, you no, longer, you no longer do your miniatures business. Oh, Remember that yeah. small thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and I've had to say no since then. Because customers keep to... coming. So they talk do. us through that process with you and is it getting easier with time and was it hard at the start? It was hard at the start because I felt the pressure of finances. Mm-hmm. So I think that is a big element that we maybe don't mention very much that a lot of people have to do things they don't like to do to make money. I mean, yeah, a lot of artists totally. have day jobs. Um, so that, yeah. That was hard because I was like, well, I could do this. I have, I actually even have all these things sitting there in a cupboard waiting to be packed up and sent. But I did it once and I hated it. And mm-hmm. I hated myself for doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was so cranky. I was like, Ooh, and I probably let the customer down because it was probably late because I didn't want to do it. You and yeah. I actually talk about this a bit, the fact that our personality types are when we're when we're over something, we are so over it so that we cannot it. do it anymore without having a big tattoo. <laughs> no, 
yeah, yeah, big time. And I always have felt kind of bad about that myself because Mm -hmm. I just feel like a bit of a brat, to be honest. Um, Yeah, because the and I usually do the thing. I'm like, get over yourself, do the thing, and then I just hate it every minute of it. Like the the it goes so against my own energy. So it's a really radical thing, I think, to experiment with. Well, what if I just said no and didn't do it? Um, and followed my own energy and I tell you like the I'm wasting so much less energy on that whole that whole moment of I, I just don't want to do this anymore like I, can, I just get to a state where I find it intolerable yeah I hear you mm. and society tells us suck it up yeah it does yeah. everybody does stuff it's that probably like. the basis for the functioning it. of capitalism when you think about it isn't it capitalism who does capitalism serve it serves the few not the many so yes. i think that that's been quite difficult to unlearn that yep. the culture of sucking it up yeah yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. i would make far better money if i do, if i had more of a tolerance for doing those things that um you know that i really don't want to do and, mm. and but I'm, I'm investing in the future. I actually believe that making those clear-cut decisions about where you put your energy, especially as a mum of two small kids, and I, it's taken me a really long time to live in the reality of how much, how much of my working day I actually have to myself. And in reality, it's probably about five hours, and that is not a long time. Mm. So, yeah. I think that's helped make it work for me. Like I see the payoff. It's like there is only one pie in the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if I give a slice of that pie to something that I, I don't enjoy and I don't want to do when it doesn't light me up, like it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. And yes, maybe a few years ago I would have said yes to all the things. It does. It is a privilege to be able to say no. But does it get easier? Yes. And it's reached the point where at first I had to say I will think about it. Like, I felt like I couldn't say yes and I couldn't say no. Or, like, I wanted to say no, but I wasn't brave enough to. So I gave myself a bit of grace. I would communicate a, I'm going to have to think about that. I'll get back to you in a couple of days. I think that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah. I think as a first point of response, like, that is something that everyone should do. I think it's probably what gets me into my problem in the first place. <laughs> Instead of just saying, I'm going to think about that and get back to you, I feel like I have to respond one way or the other immediately. And, and yeah, I don't, haven't allowed myself enough grace around that moment. I think 100% I need to do that more in the future. Mm. I've made myself sound wise, but now I'm going to tell you, actually, I'm just a brat about it. (laughs) (laughs) Why aren't you? But I've stopped even saying I'll think about it. Oh, I just ignore them. (laughs) 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 I mean, I don't do it to hurt people, but I'm like, these requests are coming in in a very casual way. It's like in a DM from Instagram. And I'm like, I don't have, I don't have the energy to serve this part of me. That chapter is closed. It's quite clear if you contacting me through Instagram you can see that that is not what I do anymore like I just, I just uh, don't have I'm gonna admit I did that with my screen printing business mm. yeah when I decided that was the end and people would start um emailing me around workshops and things I did ghost them I just because I was just done <laughs> I was done you were done yeah and you've got to honor when you're done mm. I guess that's probably the biggest takeaway message from today's conversation is 
honor when it's a no for you and honor it if you've said yes but then you need to go back and say no and allow yourself grace around the process and maybe don't say yes too quickly (laughs) (laughs) but hey thanks everyone for tuning in today we'd absolutely love to hear about what you think about this topic if you find it hard to say no if that's something that's been a challenge in your life So drop us a note on Instagram or even better, if you want to go and leave us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, we totally appreciate you taking the effort to do that. And yeah, we will catch you next time. Bye. 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 You can always see more of my art over at susanevercate.com. And if you're interested in learning from me or checking out the podcast notes, you can find those over on susannevicatestudio.com. I love hearing your comments and feedback, so feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, then why not snap a screenshot and share it in your Instagram stories? Be sure to tag me at susan.nevicate so I can say hi. And if you've got a great idea for a future podcast episode, or know someone who you think I should interview, then pop on over to susannevicatestudio.com forward slash podcast, hit the button in the header image to shoot me an email. Catch you next time.